Good morning. Hello. You are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion Camille. I am your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast feels like basking in the sun on a cold winter day. It is currently 11.42 a.m. on a Saturday, July 15th. I'm in California. I have been on the road for two months now. I just got home and I'm packing up the remainder of my stuff because I am moving to Colorado as my home base, which is crazy and I don't know how long that's going to last for, but I have some travel upcoming in September and right now it just doesn't make sense for me to sign a new lease and then leave for like a month (laughs) right after signing it. So I'm going to stay with my dad for a little bit and I'm just so excited to go there. But before I go there, I'm here in California for a few more weeks and it feels like summer is in full force today. It's 75 degrees and sunny. I'm going to go for my first summer beach day today. I'm so excited to go lay in the sun and eat fruit and just exist. That was my entire childhood growing up in California. We would go to the beach every day in the summer and we'd all walk barefoot there, stop by the grocery store, get a giant watermelon for everyone to share, and we'd get plastic spoons and then just eat out of the watermelon at the beach and stay there. All day long, I'd come home every night and there would just be sand everywhere. There'd be sand in my bed, sand in my bag, and I would go to sleep at night and feel the ocean waves rocking me. So I think that just being in California really does connect me to my inner child, my inner teenager, and so it's really nice to have that really grounded feeling when I'm here. And I definitely don't think it's the end of me living in California. And since it has been a few weeks since we've talked, I am going to do today's episode on a few different topics, things that are just really relevant in my life right now, things I'm really leaning into, starting with talking to your angels. As I mentioned, I'm in the process of moving right now, and moving is such an emotional process. Last night, I was laying in bed, and I had been packing up all my stuff, and all these different versions of myself had been poured out on my bedroom floor and I had to choose which ones I was bringing with me and which ones I was ready to leave behind. Physical items in our space carry so much emotional weight. These items just hold so many memories. I look at the necklace my grandmother gave me and the sweater that I lived in when I was drowning in sadness the books that pull me through dark periods. And I know I can't bring all of these things with me. One, because it's really important to let go of things you no longer really need so that you can make space for new things that can benefit you in your life. But also, 
living with less is more and I've really learned that while living out of a suitcase for two months it creates a lot of space in my brain to not have so many physical items and hold on to every single little thing it's a really delicate dance between knowing what to hold on to and and what to leave behind and so I've really been leaning into talking with my angels which I used to do all the time as a little kid I would talk to God I'd talk to my angels and You don't have to be someone who's religious to talk to something greater than yourself. You can talk to the universe, you can talk to whatever, but I find that talking to my angels brings me a lot of comfort. I picture my ancestors who and my family members who have passed and are in a different realm, but they're able to watch over me and help me. It makes me feel a lot safer knowing there's something greater than myself. So I thought I would share how I've been talking with my angels, what I do to contact them in case anyone else maybe wants to, since we all have angels and they're really helpful to ask for guidance and to send you messages. These messages have come so clear and channeled to me and they're not always what I want to hear. And I think it's really great for anyone who's feeling a lot of anxiety around making decisions that you're unsure about because anxiety can cloud our judgment and distort our perception of reality. So before I talk to my angels, just like before I do a podcast episode, I do a little grounding meditation. I just do some breathing to slow my heart rate down to clear out any of those anxious thoughts. Then I will close my eyes and talk with them. I usually do this before bed or while I'm in the shower And the best way, I think, to start to talk to your angels is to be open to receiving messages. I say a little moment of gratitude for their wisdom. My friend Autumn taught me this wonderful practice where she says, thank you more, please when she notices good things happening in our life. And I think as humans, we tend to always be asking for more and not really notice where things are already going really well. So I just take a moment to be grateful, say thank you, really look at my life and see the abundance that already exists. And then I talk to them like I'm talking to a close friend. I'll just tell them what I've been going through, what I need guidance with, and the answers will just come so clear and channeled in this space of stillness. I really think it's important to be somewhere where the mental chatter is not so loud. The clear channeled messages I will receive will kind of come to me like intuitive gut feelings. For a lot of people, it can be hard to decipher the difference between intuition versus anxiety. So this is how I tell the difference between the two. Intuition is subconscious or instinctive. It's a knowing that arises without conscious reasoning. It's often described as our gut feeling. Your gut feeling is your guardian angel. It never lies to you. I have had so many times in my life where I've had a bad feeling about certain situations that I've been in and I've ignored it and I've always been like, damn, I should have listened to that. It's just this deep sense of what is right or true. It guides us to making decisions, navigating situations, and 
sensing subtle information that might not seem immediately present or obvious to you. Unlike anxiety, which is fear-based and very future-focused, intuition is a lot more grounded. It's in the present and kind of arises as this quiet inner voice. When I get a message from my angels that hits me like an intuitive download, I will feel a sense of alignment or inner clarity around that topic. Again, it's not always what I want to hear. It's not something that necessarily is always reasoning based. It's very gut feeling based. It's so important to listen to these messages from our angels, from our intuition, because it guides us towards the choices that aligns with our authentic selves. One of the things I was asking my angels last night was why I was having so much trouble putting out an episode and why I was feeling a lot of fear and pullback from putting out a podcast episode because it had been a few weeks since I'd done an episode and I'm very much a quality over quantity person with episodes but I do want to be consistent always. I got this message that I needed to change the format of how I was doing things when I'm feeling uninspired. I think in general, that is just really great advice for someone who is not feeling aligned with what they're currently doing or is feeling disconnected from what they're currently doing. If things don't feel right how you're doing them or it's not working how it's being done, just change the way you do it. I've done that with how I eat a million times. I'm like, okay, I need to be eating more protein to build muscle. And that's why I'm not seeing a lot of physical results from my workouts. And then I ate a lot more protein. And I was like, damn, I should have been eating protein this whole time. The reason I was feeling so depleted trying to make this episode is because I normally do one topic only and try to go as deep into that topic as possible but my angels and my intuition were just leading me towards doing a few different topics and trying something new. So with that being said, the next topic for this episode is cycle syncing. And I've really been leaning into cycle syncing. You've probably seen this all over online. I feel like it's a pretty big trend in the health community, at least, for women. Cycle syncing is when you change your habits like your diet or your exercise routine to match the phase of your menstrual cycle. It's really cool when you realize that you can live in a way that works for your body and works for your hormones. It kind of feels like magic a little bit to me that it's like, oh, I'm more intuitive during this time. I can lean into projects more or I'm going to be more sad during this time so I don't have to take my emotions so seriously because it's partially hormonal. I'm going to teach my daughter about cycle syncing. A lot of us think of our period and we just think of the days we bleed and carry a lot of shame around that, but your cycle gives you so much information about what's going on in your body. Like nature, your body has its own seasons, so I thought I would dive into those different seasons and how you can support your body through different ways of nourishment, different ways of movement, things you can do for the mind and the spirit as well, and then just what's going on hormonally during those different phases of your cycle. And the reason I'm so passionate about this topic is because growing up, I did not realize the 
importance of hormone health and felt like it was a secret that I had to hide, that I had a period. I think all women have had that, you know, you're shoving your tampon up your sleeve, leaving to use the restroom in middle school, and you're just so embarrassed and hoping no one sees that you have a period. And I'm someone who's always struggled with hormone health. Now I'm in a really amazing place and I feel the healthiest I've genuinely ever felt in my life. But I went through a pretty traumatic accident and lost my period. Then it came back irregular. I went to the doctor and was put on birth control at 13 years old, even though I wasn't sexually active and had no idea what birth control was, didn't even know what I was putting into my body. Never once did they address what was going on with me emotionally or what I was eating or how much I was sleeping or how much I was exercising. And after I went on birth control, I gained 20 pounds. I lost my hair and eyelashes. I started to feel tired all the time and was extremely depressed. And I had no idea that it had anything to do with my hormones. I kept going to doctors and they had no idea what was going on with me. I was just told that I was depressed and I had this deep inner knowing that there was something else, something else was wrong. I knew that it wasn't normal to feel like this. I really think that my body was keeping the score of the emotional trauma that I had been through and my lifestyle was no help because I hardly ate exercise a ton and completely ran my body into the ground at a really young age. Throughout my teenage years, my health went into a worse place physically and mentally. And at 18, I decided to take my health into my own hands because I knew I was going to college soon and I wanted to live my life to the fullest. I felt like I'd missed out on being a teenager. So I started doing a lot of research on eating for Hashimoto's and PCOS, which both are hormonal imbalances, and learned about how nutrition impacts your hormones, movement impacts your hormones, and started to feel a lot better as I came off of birth control and I stopped taking all the medication I was given. I still take thyroid medication, but I was on all these medications that I really did not need to be on. I came off my antidepressant. I really leaned into taking a holistic approach to healing my hormones and I felt like myself again. A few years later, I discovered Alyssa Vitti who wrote Woman Code and learned that my cycle is not just getting a period. My hormones run on a 28-day hormone cycle. Men live on a 24-hour hormone cycle and the world we live in is built for that 24-hour hormone cycle. I learned that hormones affect your brain, your gut, your stress response, your thoughts, your decisions, your emotions. And so really I dedicated a lot of my life to learning about hormones and living in alignment with your cycle. And cycle syncing, I think, has been a more recent addition to this, I would say, in the past year or so. I need to do an entire episode on my hormone health journey alone, but I wanted to talk about cycle syncing because it has been making me feel amazing lately. It's something I'm going to teach my daughter. So here is my short cycle syncing 101, all the knowledge I've kind of gathered from various doctors and specialists. Pretty much over the past year, there are four seasons of your cycle. 
your menstrual phase is your winter, your follicular phase is your spring, your ovulatory phase is your summer, and your luteal phase is your autumn. And I'm going to go through how to best support those seasons for the mind, body, and spirit. The menstruation phase, which is your winter, is your period. It's usually days one to seven of your cycle. Hormonally, what's going on? Estrogen and progesterone drop, causing breakdown and shedding of the uterine lining. During this phase, your winter, you have a deep connection to your inner world. You can kind of see the shedding of your uterine lining symbolizing a release and purification of the body and spirit. It's a time for gentle surrender, allowing the old to make way for the new. The body slows down, calling for rest and restoration, mirroring the winter months. Emotionally and energetically, it's a time to turn inwards and reflect. Just as trees stand bare in the winter, revealing their raw structure, this phase encourages stripping away the external distractions and inviting in a heightened sense of self-awareness. During this phase, self-care rituals that create comfort and emotional well-being, like warm baths, cozy blankets, gentle movement, can create a really great environment. Your body needs rest. It is the time to recharge during your period. So some activities I love to do for the mind during my winter, during my menstrual phase, are journaling. I allow myself to think of new projects I want to start and plan a little bit. For the body, I love yoga. Yoga is great for if you have period cramps, also long walks, Light walking can improve your circulation and it helps with bloating and discomfort. Stretching can also relieve muscle tension if you have that. Some foods to support menstrual health and replenishment. Iron-rich foods like spinach, kale, lentils, red meat, pumpkin seeds. A lot of people love seed cycling and I do try to implement seeds as much as possible. Lots of magnesium-rich foods, so dark chocolate, almonds, avocados, bananas, leafy greens, omega-3 fatty acids like fatty fish, I love salmon, mackerel, chia seeds, flax seeds, walnuts, and then warm and nourishing foods, so soups, stews, herbal teas, bone broth, those are all great things to have when you're on your period. Your follicular phase is your spring, which are days 1 to 13. Estrogen and testosterone are on the rise, and so is your energy. For the spirit, I kind of see this time as new beginnings, implementing new habits. Your energy is renewed. You might experience a surge of creativity, optimism, and a sense of rejuvenation. During this phase, you may find yourself more open to new experiences, ideas, and connections, or feel a heightened desire for social engagement. 
And this is a great time to do that, to seek out opportunities for collaboration and exploration. Also, it's spring, so you're planting those seeds for future endeavors. And then just as seeds are sown in the fertile ground, this is the time to set those goals and start to envision the path ahead and make plans. Some foods to boost energy and support hormone balance are foods rich in B vitamins like like eggs, lentils, leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cabbage and Brussels sprouts support estrogen metabolism, so those are great during this phase. Fish, herbs, and spices like turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and oregano are known for their anti-inflammatory properties, and those can also support hormone balance. Fermented foods are great in this phase of the cycle, like yogurt, sauerkraut, kimchi. They're rich in probiotics, and they're great for your gut. And hydrating foods like cucumber, watermelon, oranges, and leafy greens. For workouts, this is the time to do those higher intensity workouts. I find that going for runs during this phase actually boosts my energy and my metabolism. Or if you don't like running, you can do dancing. That helps your mood. Cycling is so much fun. It's great for your heart. That brings me to the ovulation phase, my favorite phase. It is days 14 to 15 in your cycle. Estrogen and testosterone are at their highest. And this is the days of each cycle when you're the most fertile and the most likely to get pregnant. This is my favorite time. I always feel like a goddess just as summer brings warmth, abundance, and a sense of radiance, ovulation reflects those same qualities in a woman. It is the time that I feel the sexiest, and that's because we actually are more beautiful while we're ovulating. The body prepares for potential pregnancy by increasing blood flow, enhancing physical attractiveness, and heightening sexual desire. It's a good time to go on dates or schedule big social events. Energetically, you might have an increased sense of confidence and social magnetism. Foods to enhance fertility and promote vitality during this time are antioxidant-rich foods like berries, dark chocolate, leafy greens, nuts, foods high in vitamin C like citrus fruits, bell peppers, kiwi, and strawberries. Healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, nuts, seeds, fatty fish, libido-boosting foods like oysters, watermelon, maca root, pumpkin seeds. And for movement, it's a great time for strength training and high-energy exercises. I have been loving weightlifting and Pilates and cycling lately. During this time, your luteal phase is your fall it's days 15 to 28 of your cycle. During the luteal phase, the body prepares the uterus for potential pregnancy through increased progesterone production, the thickening of the uterine lining. You might feel the effects of the rise in progesterone on mood, energy, and your physical symptoms. This is when you might be PMSing. Just as the trees and fall prepare to shed their leaves, the luteal phase is a time where the uterine line is thickening in preparation for pregnancy. During the luteal phase, it's a good time to slow down as our energy levels might not be as high 
fall is a transition period from vibrant summer to winter. Just as bears store up on food in the fall for hibernation, your body will probably be telling you to do the same thing. It's normal to be more hungry during your luteal phase and want to eat more, and that's because your body is actually burning more calories. It's a good time to up your magnesium and a good time to reduce caffeine and alcohol to support your upcoming period. Great herbs to support your luteal phase are dandelion, fennel, turmeric, or ginger tea. A lot of people get bloating and so those are great for bloating. It's a good time to connect with nature, heal and cleanse, and prepare for the release and shed that happens during your period. You might feel a lot more introverted or critical or feeling sensitive, and this is so normal. I overthink a lot during this phase, so meditation is really helpful. Foods to support hormone balance and reduce PMS are complex carbs like whole grains, sweet potatoes, quinoa, oats, calcium-rich foods like yogurt, leafy greens, almonds, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts, foods rich in vitamin E like almonds, sunflower seeds, spinach, and avocado. And I also try to do lower impact workouts during this time like Pilates, barre if you like swimming, that's a great one, gentle yoga. And those are the four seasons of your cycle. And obviously this doesn't have to be followed to a T, it's just more of a guide to understand what's going on in your body, what you can implement to support your body. Obviously, listening to your body is the most important thing, but I think having this knowledge is just really helpful. That is all for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for rating the podcast. It does really help me continue to create. I hope you have a beautiful day, week. I will speak with you soon. Love your friend, Sion.